Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is a Lip Media Podcast. Stop, collaborate, and stop listening to this podcast if you don't like swearing. Okay, bye. Fuck off and die, I hope you have a shitty life. Fuck off and die, I hope that you can drag me. Hello, welcome to Fuck Off and Die. We are recording live from my bedroom. I'm Jade. And I'm Sarah. And we are here to talk about heartbreak. We're here for you. If you are going through heartbreak, if you've been through heartbreak, if you are a human being, then... You're going to experience some heartbreak. Speaking of heartbreak, we made something really cool recently. What did we make? Uh, A game called Heartbreaks and Ladders very original concept that i came up with myself where you can climb up a ladder or slide down a (laughs) snake-like object (laughs) except there's no snakes it's an arrow that goes down yeah i find snakes and ladders really confusing to like figure out whether i'm going up or down so i put arrows to make it clearer and the other cool thing is that right now it's available for free from our shop and you can download it which is I'm pretty excited about that. It's pretty exciting stuff. It's a free gift for you. It's actually quite fun to play. It is essentially snakes and ladders, but just with a little bit of fuck off and die style fun. Yeah. So when you land on something like good that you did, like if you started a thirst trap account or if you watch RuPaul Drag Race, then you ascend on the ladder. And at the top, Sarah gives you a little affirmation message. Like you started a thirst trap account and then you go up, 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 up. And at the top you get... That's hot. <laughs> yes, I love that. And then when you go down, you've done something like uh, had sex with your ex and then you slide down, but then you hear something like, hey, we've all been there. Yeah. Get an STI check. <laughs> <laughs> so even if you do accidentally sex your ex or fall on their genitals and have sex with them, it's okay. Because yeah. Because sometimes I think a big part of that, process and breaking up can be a process is sometimes you beat yourself up about it and that's even worse than the actual act of it yeah and I think we should all just stop being so hard on ourselves yeah and there's nothing wrong with having sex with your ex if you want to have sex with your ex do it 
Totally. Although, can I just share, I don't have any exes in my life right now. Congratulations. What happened to them? Do you mean congratulations? <laughs> it, sounds, it sounds like you've gone on a killing spree. I got rid of them. <laughs> Hit them all away. They're all gone now. At, Forever. Do you mean that you're just not in contact with any exes? I'm not in contact with any. So as far as you're concerned, they cease to exist. Yeah, they're dead. <laughs> as you can see, I'm glowing. R.I.P. Um, so are you going to share a, a thing? Movie Totally. Clip? All right. I thought you'd never ask. Also, I feel like when I'm speaking, you're going to hear these creaking noises and it's because I'm sitting on outdoor furniture. Sure. <laughs> That's why. No, I'm, we're not going to get into a farting spiel. <laughs> that is not happening on this podcast again. Okay. So this is a clip and it is Guy Winch speaking at TEDx. He's a psychologist and he's also also the author of a book called how to fix a broken heart do you um, want to attempt that word one more time also just for oh. so when i was a kid i was really hoping you'd mess it up again <laughs> as a kid i did have a speech impediment really yeah i, I feel was, bad about all the times i've teased you about <laughs> well, when i get tired or drunk i go back to it but that wasn't my speech impediment that's just because it was two similar sounding words back to back Maybe. Also author. Okay. So my, my speech impediment was Sarah Robinson. And I used to lay in bed. That wabbit. I used to lay in bed dreaming of having a different name. Because when I would go to get my like lunch. Like Elma Fudd? Is no, that the like, name you wanted? I wanted to be Jessica. Oh. Because there's no R's. And I'd go to the canteen and they'd go, what's your name? I'd go, Sarah Robinson. <laughs> then some boy would say, nice name. But the third is because I was in a school play and I had to play a frog and I was really good at lisping so I practiced so hard that I actually developed a lisp because <laughs> I was so You're committed complex to, I was so committed to the role that I was lisping all the time and now sometimes I just start lisping now a frog is just your oh my, your second body <laughs> what was okay what were we talking about okay so the author of how to fix a broken heart he also has other books that integrate science and emotional health like what I don't know. I didn't write them down. Oh, okay. Just, just other books. Just Google do a Google. Okay. I don't want to read them out. Too long-winded. Okay. <laughs> Why promote someone else's books when we have one of our own? Fodbook.com. Okay. Here's a clip. One of the most common tendencies we have when our heart is broken is to idealize the person who broke it. We spend hours remembering their smile, how great they made us feel, that time we hiked up the mountain and made love under the stars. All that does is make our loss feel more painful. We know that. Yet we still allow our mind to cycle through one greatest hit after another, like we were being held hostage by our own passive-aggressive Spotify playlist. <laughs> Heartbreak will make those thoughts pop into your mind, and so to avoid idealizing, you have to balance them out by remembering their frown, not just their smile, how bad they made you feel. The fact that after the lovemaking, you got lost coming down the mountain, argued like crazy and didn't speak for two days. What I tell my patients is to compile an exhaustive list of all the ways the person was wrong for you, all the bad qualities, all the pet peeves, and then keep it on your phone. <laughs> and once you have your list, you have to use it. When I hear even a hint of idealizing or the faintest whiff of nostalgia in a session, I go, phone, please. 
Your mind will try to tell you they were perfect, but they were not, and neither was the relationship. And if you want to get over them, you have to remind yourself of that frequently. So it's essentially an activity that's in our book. Thank you for noticing that. So yes, it is the first page in our book that I wrote without knowing the science. Wow. So yeah. you, did you write that before you saw Guy Winch's? Yeah, theory? because it just helped me. Wow. But I just wanted to play that because I just want, I, don't, I just thought it was to validate really you. <laughs> important that you know how smart I am. <laughs> no, I just think it was worth, it's worth just reminding ourselves that our exes aren't perfect. Yeah. Do you ever idealize your exes? I definitely do. I mean, I am not on the same part of the journey as you in terms of exes where my exes aren't all dead. Yeah. I um, I have quite a lot of living exes that are still present-ish in my life. Like we don't hang out, but they're in my periphery and we speak sometimes, like we'll talk on the phone or send a text message or, and I still have relatively good relationships with most of my exes. Yeah. That's not something that just happens instantly when we break up. It's, it's something that's taken years like of time apart to be able to come back together kind of as more Mm. of a friendly acquaintance relationship. So I, I think it's easier to not idealize them when they're in your life because you're having those frequent interactions that do remind you of the downside as well as the upside. Mm. But I definitely go through times where I maybe not idealize, but romanticize the past and like think about the best parts, like cherry pick the best parts and, and want those back. I think sometimes I do it more when I'm feeling particularly tired or lonely or when those things coincide and I start thinking of, probably one ex in particular one of the most recent one and I think oh I just wish he was around and then I actually have to force myself to remember like one of the last arguments we had which was horrible and it takes me out of that rose-colored glasses state so quickly I mean they're exes for a reason yeah um what your your thing that you say it's called a breakup because it's broken yeah um, I stole that from someone else. Oh, now we have to attribute it. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's important to know that the relationships that are in your past are in the past on purpose mm. and that that's part of the journey of kind of becoming who you are and moving forward in your life. Yeah. But, yeah, I think when it's very recent, I think that's when it's the hardest. Yeah, and I, I just like it as a tangible tool. Yeah. And I think the way he puts it, like if you listen to the whole TED Talk, it's only 20 minutes long. But I just felt like that part was very pertinent to if anyone is going through a breakup right now and they're struggling and ruminating and thinking about their ex. Yeah, it's like that's when I do it the most, like when the breakup's fresh. Yeah. And I actually think part of why I get stuck in the positives is like, I think it's protective. Mm. I don't want to feel the pain. I mean, it's kind of counterproductive because in the end it causes more pain. But Mm. in order to avoid the pain, I only remember the good stuff to try and like kind of create an emotional buffer almost, I think. Yeah. But then in only remembering the good stuff, I get stuck in this loop of like, I want them back. And like what starts as protective actually becomes kind of destructive. Mm. Especially when you do go back to them and then it all happens all over again. Or if you try to go back to them and they're like, no, because I remember why we broke up. Yeah. And sometimes there's that push and pull where one person is a bit avoidant. So you going back to them is then that makes them push you away. And then you move away and then they go, hey, I want you back. You're really appealing to me right now because you're not interested in me anymore. And then you're like, oh, okay, actually, I will come back to you. 
and then you go to them and then they go actually i don't like you anymore because you like me i feel like you're describing the snakes and ladders game again (laughs) (laughs) it's so dumb once you know that pattern once you know someone's like an avoidant attachment style it's so obvious what's gonna happen Mm. like i was dating a guy last year who was just ignoring me and then when i said hey i can't do this anymore and he was like why please take me back and I was like well I just need a little bit more communication from you like we haven't communicated in like a week and then he responded if I knew you were this needy I like I'm glad we're not together blah 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 and I just laughed I think in the old days I would have taken it personally but I was like look dude I just need like a minimum this is just an avoidance level yeah of uh connection with someone that uh wants to be my boyfriend yeah yeah (laughs) And I think you knowing that is probably partly because you do so much research into relationships, breakups, et cetera. Yeah. But also I think it's part of you being like growing into your own power and kind of having your boundaries and knowing your worth. And Yes, yeah. It it's makes it easier to kind of be like, yeah, that's your bullshit yes. and I, I don't want to be a part of that. It's taken a lot of therapy. Yeah. So, well, congratulations. Yeah, it's, it's very expensive to be this boundary driven. <laughs> to be this involved. <laughs> very expensive. I was just broken up with and I feel a horrible pain in my stomach. How do I get through this? It does feel that way, doesn't it? Yeah. Breakups have a very physical effect on your body. Like it's not just the emotional stuff that happens. It's like there's this real kind of physical reaction that happens in your body. Yeah. And it does make you feel sick. It totally does. So we're really sorry that you're going through this right now. And if we could give you something to make the pain go away, we totally would. And if you want me to go and find your ex and make them disappear like I did to my exes, I would do that for you. I am your ride or die. Um, You can also disappear them yourself by unfollowing them from your social media feeds if you need to block them on things do Mm. it delete them etc get a friend to do it if you can't bring yourself to do it that's important and that just means that you don't have to constantly re-experience the pain by having that kind of name or face or whatever it is just popping up over and over and over again in your awareness it's like an open wound that's getting like a little yeah knife in it it is physical pain. Yeah. It will end. I can promise you that. Um, the pain will end. And that is probably a mixture of time, mostly time passing. And sometimes you can speed the process up with therapy, really good friends, really taking care of yourself and doing things that nourish yourself. For mm-hmm. different people, it's different things. For me, it's a lot of exercise, time at the beach. And eating food I really like. Like I'm I'm quite into chocolate cake. Like not fancy chocolate cake. Like I don't want any like cream layers or any of that kind of stuff. Just a homemade basic chocolate cake. Oh, really? Yeah. Love it. So you you try and step up taking care of yourself at that time. Yeah. And that helps me to move through that faster. Yeah. I mean, it's not a silver bullet. Like you still feel it. Yeah. Well, it's that annoying thing we always talk about. If you're grieving, the only way to get through the pain is to feel it. And when I was feeling it, I think a few months ago, and you said my words back to me, it was kind of good to hear, but also I hated you. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you probably, yeah, that, the person that, listening might hate me saying that. that but you're the doing, only way through it is to feel it. Because the thing is, if you're feeling it, you're doing all the right things. That and, is what, yeah, because I was, like, I was really struggling with like people say you have to process your emotions what does that mean i'm yeah. not very How in touch with my emotions um yeah and i was like what does that even mean when people say you have to process it and yeah you literally said feel it well that's what my therapist told me because sometimes my therapist is sitting there and i go yeah so how do i do that and he's like you are doing it and i'm like oh fuck you for being so wise <laughs> you're worth every cent <laughs> but it's true the yeah. other funny thing is I have a, a very wise friend, two wise friends actually, who tell me to take Panadol because apparently it helps. Do Not, you think that's a placebo or do you think no, it's because there is a physicality is, to the pain? And like if you go revisit our early episodes, we do talk a lot about how when they did an MRI study on people experiencing heartbreak and grief and in the MRI machine, the areas of the brain associated with pain lit up. Mm. And what they did was, I mean, how do, you, how do you test that? Well, they had people who were recently broken up with were uh, made to look at photos of the person that had broken up with them. Gosh, that's torture. And to be in an MRI machine oh, and then have to look at but those. aren't they heroes? Because now we do know that it Because hurts. of their sacrifice? It hurts because you're feeling, you are actually feeling physical pain. And Panadol does help. I've done it. Just have a couple of Panadol. Takes the edge off a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I hope that helps, listener. Like, it, it does hurt. And I think more than anything, I just want to acknowledge that, like, it really does hurt. Yeah. Um, and I've been there. Sarah's been there. Um, we've been there enough times that we felt the need to make a podcast and a book about it. Yeah. But it does get easier. And it's those things and mm-hmm. also just waiting it out. Like, you are yeah. stronger than the pain and, and you'll come out the other side of it. Yeah, you are resilient. And it's funny because we just played a clip by Guy Winch and he actually talks, and we have spoken about this before in the early pods, about the reason why we do feel so much pain is because in the old, old caveman days when we were rejected from our tribe, it meant death. So your body is physiologically evolved to feel this pain because it's trying to protect you, which is why I truly believe no matter what, you need to try and reach out to people to remind your body that it's not alone. You have a tribe, you have people in your life that love you, not that person. Like obviously they probably still do love you, but they're not playing that role anymore. You need to fill that gap with family, friends, whoever can give you the love and support you need. Book club, chess club. Who's in a soccer team? Who's who's in all these clubs? (laughs) I don't know, but apparently another study, which I believe we also talked about in the early episodes. I feel like this this episode is almost like a callback right back to the start of season one. But we talked about this, that um, being in a book club is actually a stronger predictor of longevity than whether or not you're a smoker because those social bonds are so important to our well-being that they literally extend our lives. So if you're in a smoker, join a book club and it will even out. Yeah. Did I make that joke? I feel like I made that joke last time. It's like we're in a time loop. I don't have any new material. Okay, my quote is from Sylvia Plath, who is one of my most favourite poets. And it's from her poem called Mad Girl's Love Song, which was published in 1953. And it is, I think I made you up inside my head. Oh, I just feel like she gets it. Like, I like that. Loving the idea of someone more. Than the actual reality. 
Yeah. Mine is from Johnny Sun from his book, which I recently bought after watching his TED Talk. Um, and the book is called Everyone's an Alien When You're an Alien Too. <laughs> but alien is spelt with a B in the middle of it because he's an alien, alien and doesn't really know how to spell. And it goes like this. Look, life is bad. Everyone's sad. We're all going to die. But I already bought this inflatable bouncy castle. So are you going to take your shoes off or what? Yes. I love that. Shall we bounce? (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye. This podcast was recorded on Wajak Noongar country in Perth, Western Australia. Our theme song was written by Naomi Robinson and Josiah Pedmanabong. For more of our blogs or to check out our awesome shop, head to www.podbook.com. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.